Hello. Thank you for worshiping with me today. I pray that you are all doing well. I want to thank all of you for your faithfulness as we continue to do what is best for our church community. And thank you for your offerings. Those are greatly appreciated as the work of the church continues. Let us begin our worship today with a confession and forgiveness. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. I ask you to silently confess your sin in the presence of God. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead to sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with the power through the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. O God, on this day you open the hearts of your faithful people by sending into us your Holy Spirit. Direct us by the light of the Spirit that we may have a right judgment in all things and rejoice at all times in your peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from Acts. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came the sound like a rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages, as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem, and at the sound the crowd gathered and were, was bewildered, because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are these not all who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Eliamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own language, we hear them speaking about God's deeds and power. All were amazed and perplexed saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, Oh, they are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. 
In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they will prophesy, and I will show portents in heaven above and signs on the earth below blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Powerful words from Jesus Christ to the disciples. But let's back up and see what was happening that led to these words from Jesus. The disciples were hiding behind closed doors, still feeling the effects of what had happened to their beloved Jesus. Now remember, this is Sunday. It was just that morning when Mary had given them the news that the tomb was empty. Some were still in shock. Some were beginning their grieving. Others didn't know what to do or how to feel. The thoughts of Jesus' arrest and beating were still fresh in their minds, and they couldn't get the image of Jesus hanging on the cross to go away. Their beloved leader had been treated like a criminal, and now that he was dead, the authorities did not even have the courtesy to leave him him in his proper burial place. Some of the disciples contemplated what Mary had said, that she had seen Jesus. But could that really be true? If he was not dead, then where was he? Was he going to come back and be their leader again? With all this going through their minds, the tension was thick in the room, and no one could speak because they had no idea what to say. It was then that Jesus appeared before them. He had come through a locked door, and his first words were, Peace be with you. He knew how they were feeling. He could sense the tension in the room. As he looked into their faces, he saw the pain, the grief, the disbelief. That is why he needed to do more to convince them it was really him. He showed them his hands and his side, and again offered them peace. 
It wasn't until then that the disciples could comprehend that Jesus was alive, and they began to rejoice. They could now feel the peace that Jesus had offered them. He was back, and they were no longer alone. They still did not understand what all this meant for them. They were not looking beyond the moment. They wanted to keep Jesus with them forever. But we know that is not what happened. Their joy would again turn to apprehension as they were given instructions by Jesus. Jesus goes on to tell them that they were to be his messengers in the world. They were to go out and continue what Jesus had begun. This time, it would not be with Jesus, but with the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. This was not an offer. It was a command. They were not given a choice. They got the Holy Spirit, like it or not. And then came the words, If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Yikes, that is quite a powerful statement. They now had the power to forgive or not forgive sins. Can you imagine what these men were thinking at that moment? I'm sure some, at least in the beginning, may have liked the idea of deciding whether someone could or could not be forgiven for their sins. Others may have wished that they had not been there to receive such an immense responsibility. Jesus knew that this would not be easy for the disciples, so the Holy Spirit would be with them to help them sort out this new task. If you are sitting there thinking, Oh, I'm glad that responsibility was for those early disciples and not for me, think again. We all have been given the power of the Holy Spirit, and we are all responsible for forgiving sin or retaining sin. Sin harms our relationship with God and our relationship with others. We may have been taught that sin is sin, and you can't rank sin. All sin is bad, and all sin is forgiven. What Jesus just said could contradict that thought. Yes, all sin is bad, but some sin may be harder to forgive. Whether it be something as horrific as the Holocaust, or equally horrific but not affecting as many people as domestic violence, those are sins that should be retained. Retained so that, so that those same mistakes don't happen again. It doesn't mean that we may never forgive those involved, there may come a time when we can truly say we forgive their sins. But forgiving does not mean forgetting. It is in the forgetting that these same sins can be committed again. It is our responsibility to come to grips with the impact sin has on individuals, that sin has on communities, and that sin has on God. And we need to deal with that sin in a way that brings it to an end. That is what Jesus was asking of the disciples when he gave them the Holy Spirit. And that is what Jesus is asking of us when he gives us the Holy Spirit.
We are God's instruments in this world. We are here to keep the relationship with God unbroken. As we, as long as there are humans, there will be sin. It is what we do to forgive or retain sin that will make a difference. Hold each sin in your hand and consider its weight. Should it be forgiven or should it be retained until it can be dealt with in a way so that it will never happen again? Call on the Holy Spirit to help you make these decisions. And while you are at it, consider your own sin. Each of us has the responsibility to also look inward. On this day of Pentecost, you may want to take a few minutes to sit very still and imagine you are with the disciples or with those gathered in our reading from Acts. Feel the wind rush over you Imagine Jesus breathing on you. Feel yourself being filled with the Holy Spirit. Now think about how your life has changed with this breath of new life. Imagine going out into the world not to judge others, but to find ways to address the sin you see around you so that sin does not get in the way of our relationship with God or our relationship with each other. As Jesus said, peace be with you. May that peace sustain you in the days ahead. Amen. Gracious Spirit, heed our pleading, fashion us all anew. It's your leading that we're needing, help us to follow you. Come, come, come Holy Spirit, come, 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 come Holy Spirit, come, come to teach us, come to nourish those who believe in Christ, bless the faithful, may they nourish, strengthened by grace and Come, Holy Spirit, come, 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 Holy Spirit, come, guide our thinking and our speaking, done in your holy name, motivate. Fervent in our witness, unswayed by hurts of 
Let us join together in the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Uplifted by the promised hope of healing and resurrection, we join the people of God in all times and places in praying for the church, the world, and all who are in need. We call on your spirit of unity, giving thanks for our different vocations. Activate and utilize the diverse gifts present in your church that they reveal your love to all. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We call on your spirit of life, present in air, wind, humidity, storms, and gentle spring breezes. Breathe energy into all living things. Heal with your breath the whole creation, especially those places that struggle with polluted air. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We call on your spirit of righteousness. Where we are divided, unite us, and where we are prideful, humble us. Give us each a heart for justice and empathy. And be with all those in military service and their families, especially Andrew Grau. May their ways be safe and their homecomings joyful. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We call on your spirit of healing. Bless all who care for those in need. Be with all who suffer in mind, body, or spirit, especially those we carry in our hearts and those we name aloud. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We call on your spirit of friendship. Give us the spirit of welcome to those whom we meet in this congregation and outside its doors. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We call on your spirit of hope. As you have led your saints in all times and places, stir in us the, des the desire to follow their example leading us from death to new life in you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. With bold confidence in our love, Almighty God, we place all for whom we pray in your eternal care. 
Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So
Go in peace. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God.